Welcome to Piloting. I'm Renee. And I'm Melissa. And we're your hosts. Piloting is a podcast for people who refuse to live on autopilot, where we celebrate risk takers, go-getters, and anyone craving a change. Melissa, how are you today? I'm good. Um, This weekend, uh, Eric and I are celebrating our three-year wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Very exciting. Three down, like 60 plus to go. (laughs) (laughs) Forever to go. Yes. (laughs) Those social captions, they're cheesy, but they're cute at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a sweet sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Life has been very busy lately. Um, I've been finding a new apartment, doing that kind of end of year work sprint at my job, just getting ready for the holidays. So it's it's good stuff, but definitely looking forward to a little bit of rest in the coming weeks Mm -hmm. um, and just to kind of catch my breath, (laughs) but all good things. That's what I I like about January, like things sort of, and this is actually a really great segue to our topic, but I feel like January is a really good time for reflecting and just letting things like simmer down for a second because I, I, I know your Q4 and this December is crazy hectic, but I think it is in a similar way, a lot for a lot of, a, a lot for a lot of people. Like there's just like a lot going on. People are trying to close out budgets, uh, trying to get all this like shopping done, but then also trying to be very spirited around the holidays, like trying to do all these like things. Like if you're into the advent calendars of Christmas and you're like day one, we want to make hot chocolate. Day two, we want to do all this to sort of like keep the spirit alive Um, and Christmas decorations and decorating trees are not for the week. Um, so I can see how things just get so overwhelming this time of year. So I like when January kind of comes in and kind of like cuts the chaoticness in half. Like, hey, let's relax for a sec. Uh, for sure. And I think for me, it actually starts early. Like I would say the end of December is when I like to do more mm. of like the rest and reflection because I I like to have more energy in January. I like to hit the new year running. And that's kind of what we're talking about this year is new year's resolutions, goal setting. I know that the new year, new you mantra that was popular in the past is very taboo these days. It feels a little toxic to many people to reinvent yourself in the new year. But I'm just curious, like, how do you feel about new year's resolutions, Melissa? Are you a big goal setter? come January 1 or I know you mentioned kind of easing into the year a little slower. Yeah, I think I have been the person to have New Year's resolutions, but I also fall into the camp of never keeping up with them. And I think that's a lot of people. There's actually um, an article from, was it Forbes or Inc.? And it says, let me get, let me pull this up here. But I believe this stat was 80% of us will fail to achieve our New Year's resolution. (laughs) And I giggle because I'm like, that is honestly probably true. And this whole article is like, so instead of making a New Year's resolution, an alternative maybe so that you can be successful is choosing a word of the year instead. Um, So we can definitely dive into to that but I think the the whole like new year's resolution thing I'm not against it I I think having goals like I am pro goals definitely pro goals definitely pro splitting up your goals into actual objectives so they feel like something you can actually attain and not just like this thing this you know shiny thing like oh maybe but here are steps I'm taking to actually achieve that goal Um, but I think what ends up happening in new year's resolutions is, I don't know, they just, they're not specific enough in the typical way that we say our goals or I say the resolutions. We're like, I want to lose weight or I want to be a morning person. And they're just sort of, I don't say lackadaisical, but they're not specific enough where 
okay, I can say that all I want, but what am I actually doing about it? And I have made the mistake of making my New Year's resolutions be that basic and not actually helpful. Yeah, I've definitely made that choice in the past as well. And sometimes that's fine. Like sometimes my resolution is more of an idea or a feeling. And there are other years where it is more concrete, like SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. Do you remember when we did those in school where it's like specific, Uh, measurable? They're still all over work. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember what the other ones stand for, but I I think it's okay sometimes. I I do both. I do a word of the year and I do New Year's resolutions. I I like goals. I'm also pro goals. There was also an article in the uh, BBC, which I'll link in our show notes, but I think in it, it kind of encapsulates what I love so much about New Year's resolutions and kind of stating that at the beginning of the year. It says, anytime you have a moment that feels like a division of time, your mind does a special thing where it creates a sense that you have a fresh start. So you're turning the page, you have a clean state slate, it's a new beginning, and it helps you create psychological distance from past failures, allowing you to feel that any mistake was the old you and that now you'll do better. And that's not to say that I punish myself if I repeat old patterns or if change is slow going. But I think part of me really appreciates that psychological distance of, okay, that was last year where we don't have to keep rehashing and beating ourselves up about it. But this year, we're going to do something different. And it's going to be better and more energetic and more aligned. And it's just going to, I think that psychological space makes me feel better. Whether or not I achieve my goals, I think I just like that feeling of turning the page and that there's a clean slate. I like that too. And I mean, it's a natural, like the, from going from a new year, like 2023 to 2024, it feels like that natural break in time where, yeah, I like that idea of physically turning a page and like who doesn't appreciate a fresh start um and that and we've talked about this before like in stepping back to look forward like it's okay to do so a little bit but keeping the momentum like keeping the momentum going and january is such like a great time to like turn that volume january february march whenever to turn that volume up there was one point in time where i tried instead of doing like here are all of the New Year's resolutions in January that I need to accomplish this year, I started to break them up into monthly ones. Like, okay, so January, let's have like three, knock off three things. And then February three, I I think three is just like a nice number to have, um, the power of three. And that was more successful than the New Year's resolutions. I did stop like (laughs) mid-year. I tend to do that. That I think that's my problem is for some reason when July or June, July hit, the momentum I have to finish off the last six months of the year for some reason goes away. That's something I just need to like figure out for myself. But that idea of just like chunking it up into months versus here are all the things over the year I need to do helped me. Um, And so – yeah, has do you have anything that has like helped you kind of like keep the momentum up throughout the year or do you sort of like just having that central word of the year to come back to and sort of like recenter you? I like both. I I definitely love having a word of the year and I think I started that last year in 2022 and my word was alignment and I felt like all of the choices I was making in that year just started feeling like they were in closer alignment with the direction I was going. And I liked, I appreciated that because it wasn't driven by results and outcomes. And I can be pretty buzzword results driven. (laughs) So I liked that that was more of a feeling that I could just carry with me versus, well, what are the KPIs? Like what's the output? Did you create that website you said you were going to create? Did you hit the gym the number of times? You know, it it felt like for me, there was less of a chance to fail when it's a word of the year. It's just, it's something you carry with you. 
I do like um, specific goals though. And so I, I read this really quickly earlier this year, and I'm kind of thinking about rereading it in December to prepare for next year. It's called the 12 week year. And it breaks, it talks about how instead of setting things up with a 12 month horizon, whether those are personal goals, business goals, it's easier if you break things up into 12 week sections. So like every quarter. So here's what I'm going to do January through March. Here's what I'm going to do April through June. And it, it kind of chunks the year. And I really liked that approach because kind of like you, I lose steam after a while mm-hmm. and I just forget what my things are. The momentum dies down because you just have so much time. And the book explains that this happens a lot in business too, which is why like my work, for example, is so crazy. Everyone now is looking in December to be like, let's hit all those goals. Like procrastination is a part of life. It, it happens to most of us, you know? everyone kind of rushes to kind of close things out. So instead of waiting 52 weeks, like give yourself smaller sections, kind of like you said you do a month, but for them, they're like three months gives you a little more wiggle room to like no, I actually tackle like bigger stuff. that. I was like, I feel like I was like on the cusp. And so I'm like, maybe I'll find more success by December if I extended my like rule of three to instead of, or well, three things, but not per month, per quarter. That makes way more sense. Yeah. I, I want to reread the book because I, I think I just raced through it so quickly because I was just like, oh, yeah, 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 I love this. I love this. But it, it's really helpful to kind of chunk it, especially I think it's that's a really good framework if you have tangible things you want to do. That's less about here's my feelings, but mm-hmm. am I buying this house. Okay. So how much money am I saving each quarter? And it gives you space to be like, life happens, you know, like maybe you got sick. Maybe you just like, were in a tough mental space and you had a bad month. Like you still have more time to figure stuff out. Like you don't have to be on, on, on every single day. Cause that's just unrealistic also. I've got to check out that book too. I, yeah, I think that works for how my brain works as well. Um, and yeah, it just gives you more buffer, you know, more grace. And then uh, like a broken record when I talk about giving yourself grace and space, but um, yeah, life does happen. And I'm realizing when I said, yeah, some, my momentum usually stops in June and July. And I think about this past year, cause I was really, really like specific about these like financial um, like spreadsheets I had on budgeting. And I'm like, why did that go haywire? And I'm like, oh, right, because I didn't have a job for the later half of the year. And I'm like, no wonder, you know, and so life does happen. Things, I mean, plot twists happen all the time and you have to pivot. So, and you said it was a book, 12, what is it? Sorry, 12 the 12 week, week year, the 12 week year. Yeah. So mm. kind of take your year goals, but push them into three months. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're cramming all this stuff into smaller periods because They're like, if you actually look at a year, you're probably not doing most of your work until the last three months anyway. (laughs) Um, Uh, What? Not me. (laughs) For personal goals, um, they're like, yeah, let's just, it's, I think it's very motivational, um, but with like specific tools. Um, You mentioned that like you had specific financial goals for last year um, and that you are pro goals like me. Mm -hmm. Have you started thinking about any New Year's resolutions for next year yet or still noodling on oh, those? I, I'm I'm still noodling. I think – and we've talked about this before. I don't know now all of our, like, lines of communications are so fuzzy if something was on the pod or off the pod. And I know we've talked about having a word of the year before. And I think that's a place – I think I, I want to start there first of just – going ahead and like figuring out what my word is going to be for next year. Cause I did not really do that this year. I kind of started thinking about a word like three months ago and um, I didn't do do anything about it. So I definitely want to be more intentional about that. And something that I read when we're kind of like prepping for this episode and when we sort of think about goals um, and like defining what a goal is this like article on better up, I think is helping me plan for how I'm going to plan for next year. 
And so they define as um, a goal is something you want to achieve, right? It's the desired result that you or a group of people plan and commit to achieving. Put simply, a goal is a dream with a deadline. I really liked that. A goal is your vision for the future. It's time sensitive. It's large in nature. A goal is not an objective. And I'm like, okay, I like that. I like specificity. And I'm like, okay, so what is an objective? And we hear this all the time, probably in work, but I don't really attach like having an objective to my, my personal goals, which could be the problem from the start. But it's so funny of, because I'm actually doing this exercise at my job work. right now. We just, <laughs> yeah, we've just had a the time of year sessions about this specific thing. Like what's a strategy versus a goal mm-hmm. versus an objective? Cause you're right. I yes, kind yeah. of loosely use all three interchangeably and they're mm-hmm. like, no, these are three distinct functions. And for my work, it's more about like building out strategies, goals, objectives for clients. But I'm, I'm excited to hear like where the article takes it for like our personal, I don't even want to say personal goals, our personal <laughs> dreams. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, cause yeah, cause when I think of the, like resolute New York, New Year's resolutions, I just think like goals. So objectives, and this is from a different article, all the articles today, this is from Indeed. Um, But the difference is a goal, big difference is a goal is it's a desired outcome. So I want to be a confident public speaker, for example, is a goal. The objective are the specific actionable targets to reach that goal. So for example, again, if my goal is I want to be a confident public speaker, my objective is I will work with a coach to practice my public speaking skills by the end of this month. So that's like the the mm. bullet points underneath the goal. So I guess as, as we're thinking about 2024, one thing that's sticking in my mind that has always been something I want to do is like I want to be a better morning person um, and like just have a better morning routine and just, you know, especially in wintertime, just like taking advantage of when the sun is out uh, because four o'clock it's like game over see winter it's funny that you say winter I've actually become better at mornings this year I'm quite proud of myself not where I want to be but I definitely wake up earlier I find that the issue though in the winter is that it's still super dark in the morning like it's 6 (laughs) 45 and I'm driving to a workout class and it's pitch black true (laughs) yeah maybe not winter. I just I, I just I don't know I want I've never been And I am, I don't know, I feel like just to try it out, not that we all have to be morning people, not like not every successful person is a morning person, but I want to try it out. Like I want, and I think there's like a lot of stuff attached to that. I think there's a lot of health benefits, making sure I get good amount of sun, sleeping better, you know, preparing for parenthood one day like there's just like a lot of things rolled into wanting to be a better morning person and so that I suppose is a goal and I now can take what I know is an objective plus maybe chunk it up like that 12 week year and who knows maybe a year from now homegirl will be part of the 5 a.m club (laughs) yeah you absolutely (laughs) Uh, I know that sounded skeptical. I, <laughs> I okay, Renee, you've you've known me for like 18 years. 20 years might be our oh my god. Next year might be our 20 year anniversary. Wait. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, because I yeah, I met you high in high school, which was 20 or 2004. Yeah. Wow. It's also crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm coming up on my 20 years living in the US, which wow. is wild. But yeah. no, to go back to okay. your 5am club, <laughs> I think I think that's great. I think I think it's definitely doable. Like I'm not a 5am clubber yet, but I, I do think about like a year ago, I was this is actually going to sound so bad because I did this this like three months ago. Like if I, I, it's a problem because for me, I feel like I am more, I'm more productive when it comes to like concrete tasks of like checking things off my to-do list 
in the daytime, like morning time. I get that stuff done better if I can wake up earlier. I also perform morning workout, but I am more creative at night and I'm more social at night. Like I love, like just, I love staying out late. Like <laughs> Like, I love if I'm out late somewhere, we're like, hey, cool, what's happening? Like, should we just stay another two hours and get breakfast before we go home? <laughs> so we're going to party, party with Renee. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be, it's not like a bender necessarily. It's just like no, no, dancing, no. having a good time sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, I don't know, mornings bring out certain positive parts of myself that are productive. And then there's like a different kind of productivity that I, mm-hmm. I get done at night, but the, the mornings are helpful. Like I didn't think I could ever be a morning person and I'm still not, I wouldn't define myself as a morning person, but I'm not as much of a night owl as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely like on a weekend will find myself waking up at 7.30. Yeah. No alarm. I've gotten it's crazy. texts from you at like 7.30. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like responding at 8.45. <laughs> yeah. And not even, it's not a school day. I'm just up. It's not a school day. <laughs> school day at school we had we to be at school at 7 15 remember that well I was always late so um <laughs> so but we've okay. come a far way we have there's what you said I think is really important about the things that you tend to gravitate towards at night versus morning and I think that is I, I'm the same as you um I might not be as much of like a social queen at night <laughs> Um, but I think the creativity absolutely kicks in later. And I think for me, the reason why I like this idea of the morning and that we can like hop off this like morning night train is if I'm able to get more things done in the morning and more kind of put things, check the box of things I need to get done and things that people need for me, get that workout in all that stuff and make sure I'm like also taking care of myself the night opens up and mm-hmm. I'm not so like stressed out anymore about having to get things done. Sort of like that time crunch that we feel at the end of the year, we sort of feel it at the end of the day where we're like, Oh my God. Ah. And I think that's the feeling I want to get rid of. Okay. Then, you know what Poetry. I mean? Like I, you're right. That time <laughs> crunch at the end of the year, we feel at the end of the day. Oh, Melissa. Mm, I kind of like that. Watch out, Matthew McConaughey. I'm I know. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. It definitely does open up. It opens up the evening and the night just to remove some stress and just create space mm-hmm. maybe for that creativity, that relaxing into just spending time with people or spending time on your own. Like, so I love if like at the end of a workday, I have no plans mm-hmm. and I can just be like, I have several hours before I have to go to bed <laughs> and I can just spend it how I want. I don't have to Whatever be rushing around to like, now I have to fit in the workout and I have to cook. And then I get 20 minutes of myself before I have to wake up and do this all over again. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, because time just... creates anxiety for me. Like feeling like I'm running out of time is probably one of the big things that like creates anxiety for me. So if I can open that time up earlier in the day, it helps Mm -hmm. to calm me down a little bit. And it just like gives you the space. Speaking of piloting journeys, it like gives you the mental space. I think we all need to think about other things. And so if we have this quote extra time at the end of the night, these like visions come and we're like, oh, wow that was a business idea I didn't even ever think about because I never had the time to really think about it because we've cleared that like mental junk. This doesn't all have to be junk, but that mental stuff. And now we're like making more space for like creative thinking. You know what I mean? Cause we all have, we all want to think about more things than like what you said, getting that workout in what's for dinner. Oh, I got to make lunches in the morning. Ah, I need to do this x y and z for this this client um and so if we're too busy thinking about all those things we don't have room for like this stuff too for like the goals and i think to daydream to let your mind wander like your day is more than a to-do list like you need Mm -hmm. that white space to do absolutely nothing and just kind of see where i mean like we're talking about resolutions um i had shared with you 
I, I can't remember if it was on the pod or not, but that like one of my resolutions for next year, and I'm still noodling on like what exactly those are, but I want to try hand modeling. And I was like, this is so random. And like, this is- Put it out there, Renee. Yeah. Yes. I don't have like a deep (laughs) emotional attachment to it. So if it doesn't work, like I won't break my heart. But that idea came to me at night when I just- had like my mind was wandering and I was just looking at my hands one day and I had a nice manicure and I was like you know what I could hold some bowls and in a photo (laughs) Renee has beautiful hands and I feel like if anyone's listening who owns like a jewelry company specifically like rings like I think we both love Majuri like a lot I love it and there's like a couple other like jewelry stores that we love i know you have another one cat cat bird yeah I yeah love their stuff um and so if anyone's looking for like hand models don't look at me <laughs> look your at your hands Renee. are lovely but yes please pick um, me yeah, over melissa because I, mean, I need to like, build my portfolio <laughs> yeah if you want to like diversify diversify your portfolio like sure um yeah so just all of that to say that yes there are different things at different times of day but like creating that space to think about them is helpful. I guess I guess jumping back into New Year's resolutions and you and I are probably different from the direction that like the culture is trending where people are kind of over resolutions, we're still into them. I think a big part of that for people is like the mental health implications of like feeling stressed cuz you know you mm-hmm. mentioned 80% of people won't hit their goals and that creates a lot of stress, anxiety, like mental health challenges for people of like feeling there's this big, you know, thing that they can't cross off their list. How do you, how do you feel about that? And how do you manage your mental health while navigating goals when you have setbacks or just stall out completely? Yeah. I mean, I I get that sentiment. I, no one likes to feel like they've been set up to fail, especially when you're like the culprit. Like I set myself up to fail. Um, yeah. And so I think, <laughs> it's I me. think it's the, <laughs> surprise, surprise. My favorite meme. <laughs> surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> I think it's, I have learned, especially with myself, I'm trying to be better about people. I'll say this. Um, and that's like the flexibility of it. I think the past like couple years, I've definitely learned to be more flexible with myself, aka giving myself a lot more grace. It is not completely spilled over to my expectations of other people. So I need to work on that. But my expectations of myself, at least, I mean, at least I've got like a good head start there. And I think that is where people tend to start feeling like a failure and I can empathize is when things feel so rigid of like, if you're setting up, you talked about sort of like the quantification of some goals of like, I need to work out five times a week that I'm going to fail. There's no way that I'm going to work out five times a week, 52 weeks out of the year. So sort of like understanding what is motivating to you and what is demotivating to you, I think is helpful for me. If I just say the words move, <laughs> like I just need mm-hmm. movement, um, you know, that I think for some reason helps me feel better about that goal than working out. Now there are people not like me who prefer a little bit more, it's like, that's too loosey goosey. No, I don't need to say five times a week, but maybe I am more specific and I say bar classes or cardio or whatever. And so like you are the really the only one who knows what's going to motivate you and then what's going to demotivate you. And maybe initially when New Year's resolutions came out, like, I don't know, we're all in this headspace to be that specific. And then we just sort of set ourselves up if, if we're too rigid with it. Um, but what about you? Um, I completely agree with you. I think learning to be flexible with yourself is is so important. Um, I, I've mentioned this before. I am 
quite gentle with myself when I don't meet goals. My problem is actually that I'm too gentle with myself and that I actually want <laughs> to like give myself a little more discipline because I'll just be like, whatever, you tried you it. Have to- <laughs> yeah, I've talked about discipline with me, having yeah. more self-discipline. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, I'm way too understanding <laughs> and for myself. And I need, Gosh, Renee. <laughs> I need to crack the whip a little bit and be like, okay, like what are the consequences of you just constantly not doing what you say you're going to do? But I, in terms of like protecting like your mental space, yeah, I think, I think understanding what works for you. Like for me, I like to set really big ambitious goals, knowing that I probably won't get there. So if, and this is just a made up example, if my goal is to lose 100 pounds I know I'm not going to lose 100 pounds but I'll be like you know what but I I lost 30 like that's huge like I Mm. I got pretty far and that works for me for other people if you want to lose 100 pounds maybe it's better for you to set the goal to be like I'll lose 50 and that way if you hit 50 or 55 you're like oh I hit like a smaller achievable number versus mm-hmm. like moving towards that big thing if falling short isn't going to work for you I think it, it looks different for everyone else like some people like to break it down into small achievable things so they can like check it off the list and other people want to continue chasing and keep reaching and just keep like I like to continue moving the goalpost. like that mm-hmm. works for me I, I think you know, surround yourself with people who will give you what you need. If you need more comfort, tell your friends like, hey, I'm really hard on myself. And if I'm not hitting my language learning, if that's like a big goal for you, if I've been skipping a lot of classes, like I just need a friend who's not gonna remind me that I'm falling behind. I need someone who's going to comfort me and kind of tell me, no, like you're busy. I get it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like let people be your accountability partner or just your support, like, and and let them know what you need. Um, I think it's, it looks different for everyone, like how to navigate what those potential negative feelings or thoughts are that come up with not meeting your goals and, and creating systems or the people around you to kind of counter that. Like, I know that I get this way. So I need my partner to be this kind of person or I need my friends and family to show up in this way or I need to change how I even set the goal so that I don't back myself into this place where I like feel bad or that I'm like beating myself up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it goes back to getting to know yourself, what you mentioned and just knowing that your needs are so different from other people's. And maybe that's why resolutions just like haven't worked because we sort of have bucketed into like, here's the thing that all the people have to do. And it's sort of not inclusive of the different ways that we think. So like a Jason Derulo is likely the type of person who probably makes New Year's resolutions, is a lot more rigid about goal setting, all eggs in one basket kind of dude that's so different even though like we gained so many lessons and beautiful things from his book I know myself enough to know like I am not like all eggs in one basket kind of gal I am a little bit more like fluid and flexible good or bad (laughs) with things (laughs) I definitely don't have as much discipline as Jason Derulo does, nor did I know what I wanted to do or wanted to achieve since I was like five. So his New Year's resolutions and goals have probably been surrounded around entertainment, making it big. And I know he has like lofty and realistic goals, I would say for him, for money. Um, And so, and he, the thing about it is like, he knows himself so well. And I think that is why he's able to achieve these things is because he knows himself so well. Um, And maybe that's what people can relate to. And I, I struggle with that of like, oh, well, yeah, maybe my goals weren't aligning to use your word of the year last year, weren't aligning to some of my values maybe I just like made some goals because I thought that's like the type of goals you know what I mean like needed to be made um I also think just like knowing what your categories are right 
So my category of goals may be different. Like, of course, your priorities may shift over time. You know, we yeah, your goals grow, can change. change, evolve. Um, like next year, m- my goals may not be – oh, well, I think there's always going to be some level of like career and professional like goal setting I'll, I'll always have. But maybe that slice of pie for goal setting is – 20% versus the 50% it might have been last year. And other slices may take up a bigger piece of the pie, like finances and uh, family or whatever the case may be. Um, and so maybe just like knowing what those are could help you too. So it's not just like all work. Maybe, you know, I, mean, I don't know, maybe that maybe that works for people. But for me, I think I need like variety. Yeah, I I actually have, I don't know how to put it in words clearly right now, but I actually have a system with my goal setting that kind of is like you said, when it talks about like different pies, where it's like four P's that I organize my goals into Ooh, every time you know, I, I love do it. Yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to see if I can remember all of them because I haven't started on my new goals yet, but it's like performance, um, purpose, uh, I can't remember the other two off the top of my head, which is why I like didn't want to even start it. But I, I have them, and it's kind of organized around ones around like fitness, mental health, like just making sure the self is good. Mm. Ones around um, oh power, that's like around money, career, Ooh. like those things of like how I show up in the world. Ones about purpose, that's like my you know why my why, like what am yeah. I giving back? How am I showing up in those different ways? Like what's the connection to like what I love, and then. The fourth one is more so about like relationships and the people around me and like connecting in that way. And so I kind of make goals in all four P's, um, but it's different. Like sometimes it's like there are a bunch of things focused on power. Like you said, I'm like in a savings mode. I got to get my money right. Like when I was paying off credit card debt, that was definitely mm-hmm. the bigger piece yeah. of the pie. And I was like, we're going to have to take a back seat on like the Pilates classes right now. <laughs> like, we're trying to like get our lives together. But then there are other times where it's like, no, I really need to focus on my mental health and like how I'm treating myself and like invest more in my relationships. And maybe the work stuff is kind of like secondary. And so I just kind of, you kind of, it's a similar thing. It's like just a pie of like, which, which P gets more attention at, at which point in time. Um, I really like that. I think, I feel like that would work for me and how my brain works. A, I love, um, alliteration. So <laughs> I'm like dying to know what the last P is. I know. I'm just <laughs> trying to think. It's performance, <laughs> power, purpose. And I can't remember the one with like relationships and people. People. Um, is it people? Maybe it is oh. people. Yeah. Maybe it is people. I have it written down somewhere, but yeah, it is four P's. I think that might be people. <laughs> yeah. I l- and I just really kind like of, that a lot. I structure it that way. I think something else that is really helpful for me, which is easier said than done. And like, it's a thing that I'm constantly working on, but it's like reframing, like mm-hmm. how I view things. And like that helps, like, for example, with workouts, like I took a long period where I just wasn't working out consistently because I was traveling so much. And so I was on a plane several times a week, you know, I'm never in a consistent place. Like it's, it was just hard to fall into a rhythm the way that I have. And I was like, when I started working out again, I was like, gosh, it is so hard. These things that I used to do so easily, I can't do anymore. I'm getting winded. You know, it's just, you, it's tough when you feel like, oh, my body used to be able to do this. And Mm -hmm. now it just feels really hard and it's easy to beat yourself up and think, Oh, why is this so hard for me? And it's like easy for everyone else. And it, it's been helpful for me to reframe that a, a, a solid workout that challenges you is always going to feel a little hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think you say, Oh, it used to be hard for me to run a mile. And so now I'm just going to stop at running a mile. The next step is to then challenge yourself to run two miles or to lift a heavier weight or to deepen your stretch. Like it's always a workout, like a good workout is always maintaining what you have while also kind of pushing you on that edge of growth. And so instead of feeling like, why am I the only one struggling? It's like, 
everyone who's pushing themselves is struggling. The bodybuilder in the gym, he's also getting out of breath because his numbers are bigger than mine. (laughs) And like that helped me not feel like, oh, why am I the only one feeling this way? It's like, no, everyone feels this way. It's just at different levels. Like he's feeling that way lifting 300 pounds. I'm feeling it (laughs) significantly lower, but we're all, we're all getting out of breath. And And in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, you know, I've, um, we've talked about me getting back into yoga. I've experimented now with Pilates. Wow. I get it. Um, Mm. and there was like a recent article with Jennifer Aniston, by the way, that when I went to the studio this past week, um, they shared with the instructor, like, yeah, Jennifer Aniston is like all about Pilates and we all love her. And I'm like, I'm sold. (laughs) Pilates baby. And I've now experimented with bar and I actually really, really like bar. Um, and I'm just like, you know, you're surrounded by all these people in class and I'm just like new. I feel like I'm the only one who's not understanding it or getting it. And that is like so far from the truth. Like everyone to your point is getting challenged in a different way. So, and we've talked about this with each other. Like you have mentioned to me, like, your core is like chef's kiss and like to be clear I did not use that word (laughs) okay I'm using that word (laughs) but you (laughs) you have my bikini photos and people are like what is she talking about (laughs) it's about strength it's not about aesthetics or whatever whatever no I know what you mean yes I do have a strong (laughs) I have a strong core for sure compared to me and you like I cannot do one of those roll-ups and I've noticed like I still struggle with core but I've noticed, like, when it comes to, like, the glute stuff, I'm, like, and body work, like, I'm, like, wow. I, I'm, like, I still feel challenged, but I feel good about myself. I'm, like, wow, I'm actually, like, kind of strong there. And so. And that's where I, I struggle might be, sometimes. So, yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It's just different you know for different mean? people. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I never want to, to make someone feel like they need to absolutely do something. You know, I I don't know if there's how many things are like absolutes in the world, but I do think when you know yourself and you know, what motivates you goal setting, I think is really critical and I am saying that as I say that out loud, I recognize I have not been good at it. So I need to um, also do what I'm saying. But just the whole act of like being able to take what's in your brain, clear space, put it down on paper or whatever. And then, you know, whichever way you do it, whatever approach works from you, um, adopting the four P's, doing it in 12 week increments. Um, I'm creating smart goals. I'm sure there's like millions of resources online of how people can better write down their goals. I think the, for me, my my last remaining thought about goal setting is really just like intention setting, right? And if I can do that, I just know next year I can be better at looking back at this point be like, look what I accomplished. I'm I'm horrible at that. I am horrible at keeping track of the things that I have accomplished and done. And so all that I think about are the things that I haven't done. And time and time again, especially from like a lot of really good managers in my life, they have told me, keep a kindness folder, keep a record of the things that you've done so that when you're feeling like this, you know, the end of the year or at the end of the day, and you're like, I haven't done much. You can look at that folder and be like, actually, I've done a lot. Um, and feel more like a success than a failure. Yeah, I, I think I hear you. And I, I, I have a sim, I feel similarly in that it, it's easier to focus on the things I haven't done yet, than all the amazing things that I have achieved. And like you, I, I think it is good to have that reminder of stuff of like, oh, I'm still, I, I'm, I might not be where I want to be, but like, I've gotten so far, look at all the steps forward I've taken. And I think 
I, I, I loved what you said about if you know what you want, goal setting is very important. Yes. I think sometimes it gets tough if you want to put the cart before the horse. And I've done that where I just set goals, but I don't really know the why yet. Um, you yeah, know, so it's right. like figure out what that thing is for you. And it doesn't have to be the new year's. I'll be honest for me. I think new year's resolutions are helpful because I do like that new page. I'm someone who well, I'm going to start applying for jobs on Monday, like the start of a new week, or I'm going to do this thing come October 1st is when we kick, you know, I just like having that date marker. But if you're able to look at yourself and be like, hey, today's a Wednesday at 2pm. And I just want to start now. I think that's amazing. If you don't need these timestamps, like don't wait for it. Like, why wait to start living your best life? Like if you can activate that now, that's awesome. Um, I think for me, New Year's resolutions are nice because other people are doing a lot of stuff in January. And so even if they're not the same goals, I feel like I have a built-in accountability network of tons of people (laughs) who are also trying something. But like you said, I don't think anyone should feel like a failure. And if if you don't meet your goals, if, if in fact, like I have in some ways this year, taken several steps behind maybe where I started on January 1st, that's okay. Life, life, life happens. <laughs> life, lifes sometimes. And you just pick yourself back up and, and start over. And everyone's going through a version of what you've gone through, whether they're public about it or not. And mm-hmm. don't, don't feel alone. Definitely. I just, when you said like, not feel like a failure, I just don't want anyone to ever feel like a failure. And that, that just like breaks my heart. So Yeah pick yourself back up. It's okay if it's one step forward, two steps back. That's still motion. You're still moving. And even if it's a crawl, I think you'll get there eventually. (laughs) I'm crawling. Um, I'm definitely several steps behind. So I can be a virtual accountability (laughs) partner. (laughs) Whatever it takes to get to the, (laughs) to finish the race. I'm laughing when you said crawl because fun fact I have technically completed four half marathons, but every time anyone asks me, they're like, oh my God, you ran four half marathons? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I've completed four half marathons because I did anything possible to get it done. So, you know, I was like skipping, walking, running, jogging, crawling, (laughs) like anything. (laughs) But you got it done and And it doesn't matter. Like you got there. Yeah, yeah, I crawled. That's yeah, a huge, yeah, fine. that's a huge achievement. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to know that there are people crawling in a half marathon. Yeah, there's, I didn't see a, a ton of us, um, but, <laughs> but there were you weren't alone. <laughs> I am like pretty sure I, I run one in like in Madrid, Spain. I don't know if you knew this, um, but I, I ran one there. Um, and the difference between running it there and like, let's say I, I did also did the city of Oaks one in Raleigh, uh, no joke over there. I know we got like no joke runners over here too, but like I'm a hundred percent sure I was the last person to finish that race in, in Madrid. I was not the last person to finish that race in city of Oaks. And yeah, <laughs> just the intensity of like the kind of people who were running in the Madrid marathon was Damn. insane. Um, but anyway, well, I, I, I completed it. You I completed did it. I have it. the medal to prove it. I have the stats. <laughs> that's that's what counts. Like you you got there, whatever it looked like for you, you got there. <laughs> yeah, I kept moving forward. I kept moving. Yeah. I just kept moving. That's uh. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your gold star? Okay, so my gold star is corporate Erin. So she is a character by this Chicago comedian. I think her real name is Lisa Beasley. I will link her TikTok below. Um, But she has this character called corporate Erin. And I know since the pandemic started, there have been various versions of kind of like work memes of people Mm -hmm. working in corporate. I, I work a corporate job, Melissa, you've worked in corporate as well. And there's something about corporate Erin, the mannerisms, the vocal fry, the jargon, just the nonsensical way she can speak for two minutes without saying anything. Like there's something about it that is just so spot on to what 
so many of us have experienced <laughs> in the corporate I world wait to watch videos. She is so funny. Um, and what I love about her, well, I love the character of corporate Aaron, but what I like about the comedian is that she is growing two careers simultaneously. So it's very much a piloting story. She's growing her career as a comedian online and doing stand-up shows in Chicago with this corporate Aaron and several other characters that she has. But she also works a full-time job. Um, I'm going to get the industry wrong, but like a full-time office job, which is where she gets a lot of inspiration mm. for I also can say that she, she's got to get the content. Yeah, she's and that's why content. it's so perfect. <laughs> and I love that because it's it's a lot of what we talk about where you don't have to quit your job to be a comedian and try this thing. It's like you you can do multiple things at once. You can pilot mm-hmm. things. And I just, I love that grind that she's doing behind the scenes and Mm -hmm. yeah the character of corporate Erin is just she's so funny I will drop her TikTok and some some sample videos for you to enjoy in the show notes (laughs) please do um you're right there's definitely like a lot of these like influencer content creators who talk a lot about like working in in corporate um and I think some of the best ones and I am so excited to check hers out but I think some of the best ones are when like you literally they they do it so well that you almost hate them in the moment of the video because you're like oh that is so on par and accurate and I kind of like want to punch you (laughs) yeah it's it's remarkable like the things like her mannerisms especially I'm like do we all have the same manager with this same voice with this same swallow thing she holds her coffee mug the same way it's like it's this it's so you're gonna see it and be like I've worked with this woman <laughs> I've worked with this woman <laughs> so I good. am this woman no I'm just kidding I pro- there are things in there that I'm like I'm probably I've been her for sure I was 10 like, years uh, it's kind of hard not to pick up some I've stuff oh yeah right um <laughs> I'm excited um okay my gold star I'm excited for you to share this because I you're probably going to, we're going to share this sentiment is Hallmark Christmas movie, <gasps> which I know, I know. Almost my thing. <laughs> I had a feeling. And okay. So it's not because they're wonderful. Well, well, some of them are really great. I know Renee like is like the cringier, the better. <laughs> and she's got yes. some like top favorites for sure. We've been like texting off the pod, like which ones we're watching. There's a bunch of them you can get on Hulu. I have to figure out how to be able to stream some of the other ones, like uh, especially the new one with Bethany Joy Lenz. What is it? A Biltmore Christmas. A Biltmore Christmas, yes. Which was filmed in North Carolina. No, I haven't seen that one estate. yet either. Um, but the gold star is like just the fact that this brand has completely – I wouldn't say monopolized, but has completely just like evolved from being a greeting card company to owning Christmas movies and shows or just show or just movies. Like I was trying to do some research beforehand of like when when did like Hallmark movies become like a thing? And I guess it started in 2000. Um, So. I don't know. I just feel like what a way for a brand to evolve and recognize like, hey, here's like a way for us to be lucrative, but also still send our message out, good or bad. I don't know enough about Hallmark to like (laughs) give them like a stamp of approval. However, all of the movies are so entertaining. Um, And it's just like perfect for this season. Like who... Who doesn't appreciate just cheese? Yeah, they're they're and cheesy corn. and cozy, and I, I, cozy, I like that. They're very the cozy. Like you know what the ending's gonna be, pretty yeah. much from the first five minutes of the film. The plot isn't super unpredictable, and I like that. Like <laughs> this time of year, my brain doesn't want to be like. It's Squid Games. What's going to happen next? The anxiety. It doesn't add to your anxiety. If anything, it takes them away. It takes it away. It's not not super highfalutin succession. Let me catch every joke, every beat of the right. You know, like, 
It's just mm. comfortable. It's cozy. Mm-hmm. It's a cup of hot chocolate and some laughs or several. A lot of laughs. laughs. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of laughs. And, and it's apparently it's quite lucrative for like some of the actors. Like a lot That's of them. That's what you told me. Like, they just do like a couple of Christmas movies yeah. a year for like the big names. And like that, like it's, it keeps them going. Not keeps, it provides a well, like a good lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, well, it's we learned machine. from Matthew McConaughey, the rom-coms were like multi-millionaire movies for just his salary um yeah so who knows what the hallmark movies are are bringing in um yeah so (laughs) that is my gold star i love it hallmark lifetime and now netflix has entered the chat so those three are my favorite for like the cheesy holiday movies yeah and then i think i feel like prime like amazon prime video is like trying to enter the villa of like their own movie <laughs> enter the villa it's like love island, love island. Yeah. renee has entered the villa a hot new movie has entered oh no, that's the villa. what that's it yeah also love island um yeah i need to watch more i know there's like a bunch of melissa joan hart ones that i haven't seen yet that you were Icon. Texting me about the one where she falls yeah. in love with a nutcracker come to life. <laughs> <laughs> a nutty Christmas, guys. If you can find this, it is. I mean, I the premise alone just—you <laughs> like it's—it's it's really funny, <laughs> but enjoyable. And maybe I don't know. I'm just like talking out loud now. Okay, we've talked about how like the main character typically is like corporate city gal going back to her hometown then falls in love like I feel like there's something there we need to unpack here (laughs) with why Hallmark has chosen that persona in every single movie yeah you have to leave your job in New York or Chicago to fall in (laughs) love with the owner of the local Christmas tree farm who's like a hot (laughs) 30 something single man and it's like why is no one taking him yet if he's so amazing (laughs) in flannel (laughs) always flannel always flannel Flannel and Levi's or something. Yeah. Leave the big city behind. (laughs) We need to unpack that. Um, What is your manifestation? So my manifestation kind of fits into our theme of resolutions and goals. It was inspired by a YouTube video I saw, which if I can find it again, I'll link it. I cannot remember where I got it. But the sentiment is just romanticize the process and the journey to get there. I think we all romanticize the end result, like the goal, um, to go back to your definitions earlier, but no one really romanticizes the objectives. Like I don't, like I just, when I see myself, I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation fluently speaking this other language. I don't get as excited about the weekly classes, the daily homework, the practice, like the kind of grind work to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think we should all romanticize the process as well, not just the end goal. I'm taking a deep breath because why is my manifestation related to yours? Always. So (laughs) this, are we like getting the same resources fed to our phones? Um, But this is from at Lindsay, the creative, um, an internet friend of mine reshared it on her story And I was like, I needed to read this. And it says, please remember, you are still in the process of becoming. So very much like being in the process, you know, just like that act of like behind the scenes, working towards your goal, romanticizing that, like you're still in the process of becoming. So relatable very relate yeah very- we're all a work in progress no matter how glamorous or no matter how much someone looks like they've arrived like I don't know if you ever fully arrive I think you're always mm. in in progress and process what does our um our girl Sophia Bush say did she, was she the one who like created this quote or did it come from somewhere else like the whole you can be a work in progress and a masterpiece all at the same time something like that yeah I don't know who came up with it, but whoever it is, bravo, because I I think that's so true. You can be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. Yeah, I know I've heard Sophia say that a ton and like... Maybe it's hers. Sophia. Um, And I mean, her podcast is called Work in Progress. Um, 
so yeah i wonder if she came up with that or just like added on to someone else's quote but yeah either way i like it me too um and i i liked our conversation today i i hope if if you're listening and you're whether you're very into new york new york (laughs) 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 raised in a new york state of mind (laughs) yes Um, whether you are into planning new year's resolutions or you find that toxic or unhelpful or just not your cup of tea. I hope you found the conversation interesting and it, it kind of helped you shape how how you go about approaching the things mm-hmm. that you want in your life, whether it's through strict goal setting or your own personal process of, of getting there. I, I hope you just continue to stay in motion, whatever that looks like for you. Ooh, I like that continued oh like Matthew continuing to stay grounded but in motion oh I was gonna go finding Nemo like just keep swimming but I think think Matthew has a good one too yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you all for being here and we'll see you next week see you next week bye bye